Welcome to Customer Value Cast, a podcast dedicated to helping you acquire, retain, and expand more customers by putting measurable value at the heart of your customer lifecycle. Join our host, Ross Fulton, founder and CEO of ValueWise, as he dives deep into how reoccurring revenue businesses are maximizing their growth and valuations with the industry's leading experts and pioneers. Now, here's your host, Ross Fulton. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Customer Value Cast, the show dedicated to helping you maximize measurable value for your customers so that you can maximize net revenue retention in your recurring revenue business. In today's episode, I'm joined by Bijou Baskar. Bijou is the global head of go-to-market transformation at Thomson Reuters. Bijou and I break down what it takes for an enterprise to successfully drive a transformation of how they go to market in order to succeed as a recurring revenue business. We drill into why such a transformation can't be run off the side of someone's desk and what it takes to construct a dedicated team and strategy to ensure transformation success. So without further ado, please enjoy my value-filled chat with Bijou Baskar. Bijou, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thank you, Ross, for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Oh, I'm 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 very excited about this conversation. Been looking forward to it for a few different reasons. I'd say primarily, I know obviously the your role and your experience and where your energy is is directed, um, and it is towards this subject of enabling enterprises to execute wholesale transformations around how they approach their customer life cycle, how they go to market. And it's a, a set of experience, skills, and a role that where I see it absent in other enterprises, which I often do, the gap it creates, the gap it leaves, the the value it leaves on the table is just very significant. And uh, so I think sort of allowing our audience to learn more about what you do, how you do it, your approach to transformation of this nature is going to be so insightful and so excited to get into it. Um, On that front, I think it will be a good place to start if you're willing and able just to share a bit more about uh, your experience, your career journey today, what you do today for for Thomson Reuters, and we can go from there. Absolutely, Ross. So, in fact, I started my career in B2B sales. But not for very long. I I switched to become a developer. So I was a developer in between, uh, a software developer. And then fast forward, obviously, I've done all kinds of roles. But if, you, if I look back at my career, most most of my career has been in transformations, one way or the other. All right. And most of my career with McKinsey as well, uh, who you know is one of the top consulting firms where we get to solve some really complex problems for our customers. So I was part of, uh, so eventually I was a consultant myself, uh, you know, helping transform organizations, especially large corporations, you know, uh, help them think and act like startups is, 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 has been a big challenge over the years because they have become so big, you know, they're not able to move at that mm-hmm. uh, agility and flexibility as a, as, a, as, a, as a small startup. So that's been my passion and that's what I've been working on. Being with TR for the last five years, again, you know, kind of driving all kinds of transformations, whether it's digital transformation, agile transformation, now, you know, go-to-market transformation. So 
so it's been that's been my you know career always about transformation. That's what excites me. You know, changing organizations, changing mindsets, behaviors. Very very hard to do, but and not I will not say always I was successful, but uh, you know it's it's it gives me a lot of passion and energy. Yeah. Fantastic, and yeah, I say I share uh, I share the passion and energy as well but not 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 your track record but uh it is uh it's it is an exciting area and today with thomson reuters you're focused on go-to-market transformation which is certainly close to my heart and what we do at valuewise and i think just explosive right now looking at enterprises in many verticals including of course technology who are transforming their business models around recurring revenue, recognizing the criticality of approaching their customer lifecycle by placing measurable value realization at the heart of that customer lifecycle. And that that evolution for these enterprises is an undeniable transformation and a big one. And I think it is interesting to me in that certainly digital transformation remains and certainly was um over the last sort of 10 years let's say is sort of the type of transformation that enterprises were going through and still and still very mm-hmm. largely mm-hmm. are but this emergence yeah. around what i might describe as customer lifecycle transformation go to market transformation is certainly maybe starting to challenge the mantle of transformation type not that sort of titles are really that important but very yeah. curious for you to share your perspective around when we say go to market transformation what does that really mean to you yeah i think it's a great question ross uh, so when i think about go to market transformation right it has by the way it has more than just go to market right so we start with so if i you know think about it, it's got five key pillars so one is uh, how do we give really great end-to-end customer experience? That's kind of the underpinning of all of this, right? So, and we measure that by NPS, obviously, and we have targets for that. So that's the first first part of it. The second one is about, you know, we all exist for, you know, growth. So uh, how do we really achieve significant business impact with uh, sales and revenue growth? Uh, and the things that, you know, we were, uh, together on NRR and things like that is part of that that uh, stream. The third is about really you know a speed, it's about speed to market, right? How do we achieve acceleration in decision making through the you know through creation of just in time fit to purpose teams, you know operating in new ways of working, right? So this is where we do a lot of agile ways of working, uh, not for product development, but I'm talking about really go to market teams, whether it's sales marketing and things like that. Uh, so that's that. That's kind of the third piece. Fourth is around efficiency. Most organizations, when you look at them, uh, as in, our, in our case, it's very clear that our ER ratios, our expense revenue ratios, are pretty pretty high above our benchmarks. So how do we really bring uh, process and other efficiencies to reduce silos and gain efficiencies in in how we operate? Right. So that's kind of the fourth bucket. And the last piece is about you know how do we upskill and empower our employees to create a more engaged workforce. And and the first four I talked about also has implication on the last one. If you do the first four very well, usually employees are much more happier. And we do, again, measure with what call employee NPS. So all of this, these are kind of the five things that when we when I think about go-to-market uh, transformation, 
is about transforming all these five things and, and measured with tangible outcomes. Makes a lot of sense. And as I say, put those five pieces together, it is not a uh, it's not, not an overnight uh, overnight no, exercise. No, no, no. Um, no, no. <laughs> which I think sort of speaks to then this this gap that I sort of referenced earlier in the uh, when I when we opened up this conversation around it's it's a extensive transformation it's a multi-dimensional transformation um, you apply that to an enterprise which is a business dealing and running with thousands of customers and tens hundreds possibly thousands of millions of revenue um, and you've got business leaders who are running these lines of business and are, right. they've got quarterly targets and your targets they've got culture to sustain etc um, it's a big ask to ask these line of business leaders, as fantastic as they are, to drive a transformation, as you've just described. And so having a dedicated uh, team, leader, function, uh, cohort to really focus on driving the transformation in parallel to the business running day to day, and that obviously be a partnership, seems bluntly obvious to me but it isn't consistently in place and so i'm curious as to a would you agree with me in terms of sort of that need to have that distinct transformation arm and what do you think the, the the specific value of having that is and why do you think that is not a just a, a default state for 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 enterprises when it comes to thinking about go-to-market transformation I, I totally agree with everything you said right because to answer your last question is actually what you said earlier which is you know these leaders are chasing quarterly you know monthly targets you know they're answerable to the street they don't have the time and energy to think about these things. And, you know, so, you know, they, they are trying to solve, you know, put on fires. And, and so, you know, not every company has done well in terms to having leaders who can who can balance that both because of all these pressures, right? So so that's where I think a, a team like a, a central team, like uh, a transformation team would be very, very valuable. Uh, but just having a team is not enough, right? I think... You need to first. You need to have top-down buy-in. So your, you know, senior leader has to be the champion for this. Otherwise, it's not going to happen, right? So you need to have some pressure from the top of why we need this change. The why is super important, and and a little bit of pressure on on the business leaders on how why they all need to transform. Uh, and and it becomes a part of their how they are measured on their success, not just based on the quarterly numbers, but also about the transformation. For example, is your NPS going up? Just hitting your revenue numbers or sales numbers not good enough. Is your NPS going up? Is your ENPS going up? Um, are your time to market going up? Now are you able to bring down your ER ratios? The, all that has to be part of you know how they are measured. Uh, then only it becomes real. Now, uh, even if you have all of this, and this is where a central team is so important. Even if you have all of this, people always tend to prioritize your you know operations, your day-to-day operations, because that's where, because if everything else fails, if you are able to, you know, deliver on your numbers, you're pretty, you're pretty good, right? People are not going to do anything to you. So, so I think that's where I think a good transformation team is required, who can actually help these leaders think through this, show the impact. And, 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 and it's so important, Rad, it any transformation is, should not be done for the sake of doing it. It has to be tied to business impact. So even if you can show a little bit of medium-term, long-term impact, 
that's going to get these leaders excited. And you're not going to get all leaders excited day one. You're going to pick one or two champ, you know, folks who are really, you know, kind of forward thinking, would like to do a transplant. Usually people who are new to the company who wants to really show what they can do. Those are the ones you really want to, you know, pair with and, and start doing some of the stuff and show proof points. That will get not only, you know, his or her team excited, but also rest of the company excited. That, that's kind of how I, I've been thinking about this and have, you know, have helped us a lot. It makes a lot of sense. I think there's there's the whole, there's done to versus done with and mm-hmm. transformation, I think, uh, please uh, chime in if you disagree, but transformation needs to be a done with the business, not done to the business. Um, exactly. And it's a very important point, Ross, because, you know, you, you don't want the single team to own the transformation. Yeah. They are just enablers. You know, my role is an enabler of transformation. I'm not, you know, running the day-to-day transformation. It has to be the segments or the businesses that runs it or the function. Otherwise, we have, we have lost. I mean, one of the measures that when, whenever I've done this in the past, even now is, and it, it's it's kind of counterintuitive, I would say one of the success measures is if me or my team doesn't exist. You know, what I mean by that is, you know, you have done enough so that the transformation can be driven by each of the businesses, then you're successful. If they are dependent on you forever, then, you know, it's not going to, you know, stick. It's not going to go anywhere. Uh, it's going to fall through. Right? So, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, that's, and then on that theme of doing with and you use the word enablement, and I was curious to drill into this concept around the transformation team working with the business. Is it and should it be a sort of facilitation of the transformation versus while it's still very collaborative, a prescription from the transformation team around this is what we should do and this is how we should do it and and uh, this is what now needs to be done versus a facilitation of the business answering those questions themselves. Yeah, I think it has to be a fine balance, right? So if you ask the businesses on what, what they need to do, they always have good ideas, no, for sure, but out of the possible, right? That has to come through the the central team, and I would take it to the other to to the next level, which I would say I would also get external perspective mm-hmm. because we are so we know how our company works. We are always looking internally, but you know you need to bring some external perspective to actually supplement or your central transformation team to actually bring ideas and then work with the business. Again, should not be prescribed to them. Okay, this is the best in class, you go and do it. No. Okay, you should sit, you should show what best in class looks like and what it has done for other organizations and then co-create what, what could be the solution for or, or the ideal state could look like for, for this particular business because each business is different. Mm-hmm. And But at the same time pushing, you know, it's, that's why this role is a very tricky role. You got to play. You got to use carrots and and and, and sticks. Uh, you know, depending on what the situation is. Some leaders and some some teams are probably not open to trying out new ideas. At that point, you probably have to push it a little bit harder. Whereas some are, you know, more open to ideas and co-creation, a little much easier to work with. And where with go-to-market transformation specifically, it. I mean, by by definition, it is a multifunction transformation. It's not one. It's not just sales or marketing or customer success or professional services or product that can drive that transformation or own that transformation alone. It it requires the engagement and contributions and involvement of all these different functions, to name just a few. Um, 
And so the transformation team and, and sort of driver, in my mind, needs to have that almost objectivity to say, well, we're not here representing sales or CS and we're not paid by sales or CS where we have this objectivity, which then brings in the question around, well, where, where does this transformation team sit in the organization? Who does it report to, to enable that objectivity without it being maybe too much of a top down, we're coming down on top of you to make sure this transformation gets done. And again, it sounds like it's, it's, it's a balance, but curious on your perspective around where organizationally transformation teams should sit, how they should be, empowered to enable that objectivity yeah it's a great question Ross. i think what i've seen working again this is not just about tr but my experience doing this you know with other companies um, across the globe i think it's so important that this team reports the ideally to the ceo or if you have a chief revenue officer if it's a go-to-market transformation to the cro right i think those are the kind of folks they should be reporting to just to make sure that this team has a buy-in across the organization. As you, you know, what you said is super important. You can't look at any transformation as a sales transformation, marketing transformation, and, you know, customer success transformation. Those days have gone, right? We all know this all have to come together. What's most important is putting this all into what is the ideal set customer journey. I think that is what matters the most. So keeping customer front and center of this is going to be the key because we try to solve problems for our organization very internally focused, whereas it may not solve how it feels for the customer. It doesn't mean that the other one is not important. I'm saying always keep you know the customer journey and the customer in front of everything that do. Then you can see that automatically you need to bring all these teams together. Otherwise, there's no way you're going to give a great customer experience. Uh, you know, so that's why I think this central team uh, reporting to the to the top is the most effective way to do this. Mm-hmm. Yep, that makes a lot of sense and absolutely agree. Makes love to hear the concept of yeah, putting that customer at the heart of the transformation, at the front of the journey, using that as that or that unifying sort of component mm-hmm. or factor to provide that, um, I guess, the framework around which all these different functions can, can rally. And it, it gets to kind of this potent and often uh, maybe somewhat toxic sometimes concept in companies around who owns the customer and therefore who should be driving the customer transformation, the go-to-market transformation. And you have this emergence of customer success as a domain, as a function. And you'd be like, well, if I'm just going to go by function titles, (laughs) doesn't customer success own the customer? But to your point, no, they they can't own the customer soup to nuts because the actual the customer lifecycle requires all these different functions. Therefore, the transformation requires all these different functions. Um, is that is that I guess who owns the customer and therefore rallying all these different functions and leaders around transforming the experience and the journey and the lifecycle for the customer? Is that is that something you would see or have seen as something as a hurdle to get past? And if so. How, how have you approached it? No, it is, it is a, a definitely a hurdle, right? I think, you know, as organizations be, become bigger, they are becoming more and more siloed. But I started this conversation with once you become siloed, you're not able to go faster mm-hmm. and still you're competing with startups who are going at, you know, million mile uh, speed. So organizations are realizing that they need to break down these silos and work more cro- in, a, in a cross-functional, agile way. And how do you do that is, as we discussed, you know, put customer in front of it. So then it's not about 
sales team or a marketing team, it's about the customer. What is the right thing to do for the customer? There has to be some mandate from the top too. I think this is all about customer. And if, if, if we want to solve this problems for the customer, we need to come together as teams and how you incentivize you know, the right behavior. I think that's going to be another key factor in making this tick as we go along. And that's why HR has a big role to play in this too. Everybody has a big role to play in this too. Well, how I have done this is, you know, again, I start with the customer journey, bring a cross-functional team together, figure out what's ideal state customer journey looks like. It's not about who owning the customer. It's about all of us together owning the customer. But and we all have different roles to play in different parts of the life cycle. But again, the key is to look at what are the moments of truth that really matters for the customer and giving that unbelievable experience there, right? For that, we have to break down the silos. There's no question about it. And the teams, when you get these teams together in a workshop, they themselves come up with that. You know, this is all easy to say, but it's hard to implement. It will take some time and change management to actually get to get to the end state. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you mentioned the word time, which is what I, where I was going to take us next in that uh, you have you have breadth of transformation, depth of transformation, and then length of transformation. And how long is it going to take? Can we... I, I think my team in ValueWise will probably say I'm one of these, but we've all certainly worked with the CEOs and the leaders who are like, I want it now and uh, let's go hard and fast. And why does it have to take that long, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I think with go-to-market transformation, especially within enterprises, you're going to have your CEOs, the CROs, um, the COOs who are, okay, so this is like a couple of sprints. We can get that next month. We can launch our, our transformed customer lifecycle and, uh, and it's like, well, no, it does take, uh, it takes quite a lot longer than that. How do you approach that situation where you've got maybe from a place of, of innocent naivety around, well, this is like, what, four weeks, eight weeks? And it's, no, it's two years. Um, and apply that education, reset those expectations, but enable that leader to have a sense and ability to measure progress over that two-year period know the transformation is working and it is progressing. How do you sort of approach that equation? Yeah, I think I think three things that, uh, that I've, I've typically done and I've seen work decently well. One is we need to have an MVP mindset, just like how mm-hmm. you do product development, right? When you when you launch a new product, you don't come up with all the features and it's going to take us forever. It's the same concept applied for transformation. So you may do an ideal state customer journey, to implement the ideal state customer journey is probably going to take us years. But how do we now create an MVP out of it? And, and how do you do that is by looking at the moments of truth. There are moments where customers, it really matters to the customer in the whole journey. So picking those out, prioritizing it, and saying, okay, if you do, you know, there are 20 moments of truth of that this four or three are going to really make the biggest difference, right? Let's focus on that. And that's your MVP of, of the first around a wave of transformation. So that's the way you need to approach it. That's the first piece of it. The second is, you know, as you mentioned, you can't wait forever to show any business impact. I think you go, the team has to be smart about, okay, what when you pick these moments of truth, one of the criteria you're going to use is, what is the business impact? Actually, two criteria is, you know, you use, you, you use a metric, basically you say, business impact with feasibility. That's how you prioritize this moment of truth. Because you need to start showing some impact to get the executives excited, to get the business leaders excited, say, okay, we know it's a long journey, but here's things are coming. There are some proof points. Here is some impact. Now, you know, how do we multiply that, right? So that is the second piece. And third is educating leaders around the new way of working, which is about test and learn. We don't know all the answers. 
even if we prioritize three moments of truth, maybe two of them are really good. One is not that important and we, we are not able to solve it. And, and it's okay to fail in some of those. We're not going to get it right. But as long as you're able to do this really quickly, learn from the customer and using really testing with customers all the way and using data to make assessment whether this is the right thing to continue or whether we should pivot. I think having that kind of an agile approach to this is very important. So I think those are three three things that I would do to ensure that, you know, you know, to answer those, some of those questions and skepticism. Yeah, no, that's that's very powerful. It makes makes a lot of sense. I know, and I think yeah, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll make this one of our last topics here. I'm certainly, I know a number of enterprises right now who have now very much bought into, yeah, okay, this is a transformation. This is not something we can do off the side of anyone's desk. And But they don't have a, um, at least a, transformation leader or point person skilled and experienced in specifically this type of go-to-market customer lifecycle transformation and they they need to get one and they need to hire one and ultimately build out a team but let's start with that first person on the moon um the question becomes well what should that leadership team what should that ceo or the cro look for in if they're going to go hire a, a be very fortunate if they get to this place, but hire a, a bijou uh, to sort of spearhead this transformation for them and spearhead this transformation organization. What do you think they should be looking for in terms of skill set and or experience set? I think I love the fact that you come from that sales background because I think that's uh, such an important part of the equation. But yeah, what would you uh, would you say that the our audience should look for? One is obviously the mindset, which is, you know, is that person able to really work with different types of leaders and influence them and, and, and get them going, right? Each each leader is going to have their own, you know, viewpoints and, and, and how do you deal with each one of them is going to be very different. You know, sometimes you've got to play a good cop. Sometimes you have to play a bad cop. Someone who is able to do that, wear all these different hats depending on the situation. I think that will be very important. Second is obviously, you know, who have done this kind of transformation, obviously would be helpful. Background in uh, go-to-market, uh, having done some of that kind of work, Will be very helpful. Finally, in, in my mind, what really matters is for someone who can come from outside the organization. I think that will be much more valuable because typically, you know, if somebody internally has been asked to do this kind of job, they will get more resistance than someone who is coming from outside who is, is probably going to, you know, have less resistance. So those are some of the things that I would look for. Obviously, transformation background is super important. Yeah, I think those are some of the things. I think people who can work with leaders, influence them, and understand the end-to-end. You don't have to know everything in, in depth, but asking the right questions, being empathetic and kind of understanding where business is coming from, understand, and also keeps customer in front of everything they do. I think that's going to be huge. Yeah, no, it's a great building blocks there, some great takeaways. Bijou, it's been fantastic to uh, talk with you today on this, yeah, very, to me, powerful fascinating subject which uh, has got many layers to it but i think we've uh, we've made some great inroads uh for our listeners who might want to learn more talk connect with you um where can people reach you and maybe uh have a chat no i think first of all i, I want to thank you ross for inviting me to this i'm very passionate about transforming traditional companies so that they can innovate like startups that's kind of my passion so if anyone is interested in chatting about that or any other topics around this, I would love to connect. Uh, you can use my email ID. It's biju.basker at gmail.com. 
So feel free to you know send me an email. I would love to chat with you about any of these topics. Perfect. Well, thanks again, Bijou, and uh, we'll chat again soon. All right. Thank you, Ross. That's it for another episode of the Customer Value Cast. Transforming an enterprise company's go-to-market strategy to support a recurring revenue business model is not something that can be successfully achieved overnight, nor by your line of business leaders alone. To ensure success, you need a dedicated transformation team and strategy to partner with sales, customer success, product, support, professional services, and the rest of your organizational ecosystem. Make sure you get instant access to more great insights by following and subscribing to the Customer Value Cast and checking out the resources section of www.valueize.co. Until next time, valueize yourself and valueize your customers.